Yeah, no, like I, I purposely tried like to wear clothes that don't make too much sound so we don't ruin the audio quality. Oh my god, that's so thoughtful. No one thinks that much in order to help support Joe and his editing. Or mm. Realdo. Is it really that popular that you need someone else to be on board? What? Excuse me? You don't... You haven't seen our soaring dash through the entirety of EYP community and every single sponsor that we've ever had? No. In any EYP session ever? No. We, we've we been uh, partially sponsored um, by two sessions, I guess. I mean, those sessions haven't given us anything. We just kind of gave them shout outs. So I guess that's kind of like a sponsor, although like we give without getting. Does that count? <laughs> I Maybe. mean, technically, they're also saying that we're doing something, so it's a Ooh. mutually benefit. Yeah, it's, it's not through a sponsorship. It, it's more that they're using you to take that as a compliment. <laughs> to say that they're doing something. Um, yeah, but, but but then again, this is better than like ninety percent of the media output nowadays. So, what's it? Maybe. Um, it's meaningful, at least. Joe and Nikos, like, which session? Which session did you guys meet at? Ooh, we've done a bunch. So the first one was Tallinn, right? Was it? Yeah, it was Tallinn, and and then it was Logara, and then it was Turkey. Damn. Oh, was that before or after Rise? It was way after Rise. It was like 2017 or 18. I don't remember. Tallinn was 17. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, so I I, I met Nikos back when he was a baby. UIP back in Rise, he was one of my delegatos. He was so cute. Oh. I was like, Oh, Nikos, so yeah, that was a well, it was a session. <laughs> God, so okay, a bit of context. So, that session, um, I was uh, it was a it was a summer IS, I was VPing, but I was also single chairing, and I had to spend a lot of time with a lot of the other chairs and the chairs team because our president was kind of uh, non-existent in terms of support for the chairs team so us as vps had to step up and do that and so i had to spend most of my time supporting chairs when actually i had my own committee so i i kind of got them to self-chair to an extent yeah but honestly there was the least of our problems during that session <laughs> okay you talk about like the all the logistic things yes yeah. yeah that's true like we, we didn't care about like the whole academic part. We were just happy to go along for the ride. Everything else was what was happening was the interesting part. But you know, in all fairness, looking back, I really enjoyed the session. That's true. Who else was in your committee? In our committee? Oh, I said our, our committee. Sorry, I was. <laughs> I was the chair. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it, it was uh, many people. So it was uh, Nisa from Switzerland, Rodrigo from Spain. No, I don't think that any of the other people continued with UIP. I, I think a bunch of them did. I, I remember seeing, I know, there was like a post not too long afterwards for a couple of sessions. And I was like, oh, they're like four or five people from, from that RISE committee. I don't know. Are they? I don't know. But it was, it was a, yeah, it was a really fun experience where, because I, I, I knew that I wouldn't have time to spend with them. So I thought from the beginning, okay, how can I basically structure their like my chairing of them almost as like a chairs training for them 
to constantly let them know like what is happening at every stage of what we're going through because they're going to have to continue and then as soon as we do something where i give them a bit more responsibility to then kind of debrief what kind of responsibility they're taking how that works and all these different things until towards the end where i was almost no longer needed to be there and they were just kind of doing their thing and i would check up on them just like i would check up on the other chairpersons mm, fair but i think at the same time it was also like a weird situation that it was like one of the few things at the session where we actually felt that we had control over <laughs> so that's why we're so like well i wouldn't say invested but we were much more interested in, the, in making it work because we knew that it was depend dependent on us and that we knew what was happening uh, whereas everything else that happened outside of the committee we had no idea about that's true <laughs> that's true this this is the ias with uh willem right with william yeah we we, we actually we actually did a, an episode with that where we got william and it's called uh Gro growing through hoeing or something like this and he was one of the hate shows at that is and he was talking about how how much of a struggle it is <laughs> to 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 hoe an is it's it's difficult shit and um i think yeah one of the issues that we talked about on that podcast and I, i'm guessing you remember that nikos is do you remember the opening ceremony oh yeah where they it was like the minister of education that refused to talk to us oh i don't remember that did that happen yeah because apparently they had like national morning so then they like a member of the ministry of something came up to the podium and said that thank you for your session and thank you for inviting me but i'm not gonna talk and then left that's true something like that did happen yeah and then and then we went through like the whole opening ceremony it went to the president's speech and then the organs were like i'm sorry but we have to leave <laughs> and then <laughs> then the president stood up i was like okay this is the bit where i meant to give a speech but i'm sorry can everyone please get up right now and make your way <laughs> towards the back of the room because the buses are going to leave in five minutes with or without us in there yeah that was beautiful it was very fun though it's always funny well, like when, when you think of experiences like that and you think from like the official's perspective and the delegate's perspective and I guess you as an official always kind of really thinking, oh, I bet they're experiencing this. I bet they're experiencing that. And you kind of really think it's one thing. And then you talk to them afterwards and you realize it was something very different. Yeah. For, like for us, we had no idea what was happening. We we're just there along for the ride. But I do remember that, like those thoughts we had when we entered that, that like bar at the city center and it was like spicy vodka or something. That, those I do remember. <laughs> um so after everything that we prepped all this work you remember the shots in a bar now i also remember how i got like a, a massive sunburn oh that's true it was because you tr you tried to convince me that i needed sunscreen and i'm like no it's 20 degrees it's sunny i don't need sunscreen and then i got a massive sunburn yeah that's true it was beautiful but that the team building was super fun though i really love that yeah oh yeah because we did the team building in san malo right we yeah. did it in a uh in an like an army base thingy i know no, we did it at the beach police. did we oh yeah yeah but we, we were staying in the police academy yeah and then we would then do the transfer out to the beach to be able to do our team building yeah that was very yeah, fun that was I, I remember turning up to that police academy um i was the i was the last official to arrive and i had my like long beard big backpack big coat headphones on and i just ran in because i saw some people inside and i didn't hear the the kind of security at the entrance shouting at me saying stop because that they i needed to show my passport and stuff to enter um and i ran across their grass in the middle in which is like it's completely 
prohibited to like to run across this grass it's like it's their sacred something or another and they people got really really angry when anyone would step foot in there and there's me running straight through it my big beard my big backpack slightly middle eastern look and yeah police shouting at me left right and center <laughs> and then all the officials like oh sh- <laughs> is nathan gonna get shot as soon as he arrives <laughs> i mean True, but in all fairness, they had the reasons to be like very, very strict on security. Partly because of what happened, like literally the day the session started, <laughs> and then they panicked so much. And partly because I remember, I think it was the following day that was like the Queen Turkey that happened. What happened? Yeah, it was the day that the Queen Turkey happened. The what? The Queen Turkey. Oh, the Queen Turkey. Yes, yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, and I remember like yeah. we were all like stuck on our phones reading the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember, like, everyone was looking for the Turkish delegation. <laughs> and they're like, where are they? And they were like, I think they were like at the, some cafe or something, trying like to speak to their family and everything. Yeah, that was eventful. When you have like outside real events happening that coincide with like things you're talking about literally there and then. And then you kind of have to manage between this EYP bubble and the real world as a reminder that it actually does exist around you. Yeah. Which, I don't know, like, it's, it's like a mixture of things, whether that's a really negative thing for a session, or if it's something that we should try to implement more into what we do. Like, this whole youth organization digging your head in a in a hole somewhere with some other people and keeping it there for a week, it, it does create very unique experiences, but I don't know, like, it's uh, kind of... I've heard a lot of debate around whether that's a good or a bad thing that we do that. I guess it depends on the circumstance. For me, it's very therapeutic. Like, I had a really good experience right now that was in the army of, like, me being nine months away from everything. No human contact, no contact with the outside world. And yes, you know, it kind of was annoying and kind of, like, frustrating me not really knowing what's happening out there. But also, it was very, very nice and very calming, like, not needing to care about what's, what's happening out there. Like, even for, like, a, a year, it it really really helped. Uh, well, not clear my mind, but it really helped like set my priorities straight again. Yeah, that is very fair. We tend to be so like the way our environments impact us. It tend to be so engrossed in well our everyday environment is that can can often be like EYP events often don't go for a full year, unfortunately, but could be super useful. The way you just described it there. Nicholas is it's almost like the way people describe like a psychedelic trip it's like n- nothing else in the world matters nothing ca- you don't worry about anything outside it's just you in your little bubble and you just kind of exist and you're in the moment and you're there so I guess yeah if EYP can basically be like psychedelics but without but 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 legal where hey <laughs> maybe maybe that is a good like instead of thinking of it of of it being you you're now outside outside of the real world and you're in a little bubble you can kind of say that it's breaking that narrative of having to think about the outside world and about chain reactions of other people around the world and focusing on your lived experience it's kind of like meditation right meditation is all about bringing yourself into that present moment and connecting with your existence and your experience in the world maybe eyp sessions also allow us to break that outside narrative and allow us to really focus on the experience we're going through yeah i've noticed myself 
known multiple events at the closing ceremony talking about this kind of impact we have on people, how we interact with others so differently in EYP sessions and how maybe it would be good for all of us to take a brief moment to reflect on that and see how we would like to have a similar impact in our everyday life on other people and how we would like to have those kinds of the impact that other people have on us at EYP events, how we would like to bring that more into the peop- the impact that it be other people have on us in our everyday life. And it's not something you necessarily <laughs> get prompted to think about on a, if you don't go through experiences like this. Yeah, fair about like for me, you know, it's kind of true, but it also kind of frustrates me that the impact that I see myself having at the session is not really necessarily the one I want to have in the world outside. Like, for me, it's also that the EYP is a very nice bubble where I get to do things and, you know, I get to impact people and, you know, I get to learn from others and everything. And it's all very nice and meaningful. But usually after a later session, it really feels as if the things I got from an event or from a session are not really going to help me that much in my outside world. Or even if they help me, I'm not sure I will be able to translate them uh, in a way that will be meaningful for the, for the world around me. Like for me, that's what the thing that always frustrates me. and this is one of the reasons why, for me, EYP always made me feel inadequate. So it, th- th- is it frustrating that you think it's it's not possible to be able to translate the stuff of what, how you enjoy the world and what you do in EYP to your life in the real world? Or do you feel like it's frustrating that at the moment you haven't managed to find how to do that and you think it's still possible to do that? Well, maybe to a certain extent it is, in the sense that you learn to handle different situations and you learn to handle people. And for example, by the way you react to different situations, maybe you can make an impact. So for example, yes, the EYP did definitely prefer prefer me to be able to go and work or do a master's degree or study or go to university. So that is a way of me having like sort of an impact on the world around me. But at the same time, this is also not necessarily the experience that other people are able to serve through me. So like for, for me, like one thing I realized is that I've been in like different situations, scenarios where I need to team build. And for me, this is something that I understand and I see that this is a process and there's different steps and different things are happening, but there are other people there who have not had similar experiences and they're completely nested into the idea. So for me, whatever I'm trying is not really going to translate as well as I would have wanted to. Mm, okay. So it's like the, the different behaviors, the, the way of being in EYP because of our culture and because of our kind of commonality and the way that we run sessions people just get it it makes sense but when you try to transpose that in your everyday people look around you and be like what the fuck are you trying to do here yes i i find that i've also recognized a lot of that in my life but i think that's as nathan said it's a cultural thing and you do need to buy the other people into that of course, it depends on if you're talking about a kind of team building scenario where you just have a bunch of people that are not necessarily going to be cooperating for a very long time. If it's just a short uni project or something, but if it's like your friends and your family, and then you can put that effort into building that culture and how you want to support each other and how you want to interact with each other. Not that it's going to be easy. Like a lot of people are going to have families that are definitely not willing to work with uh, cre- creating different patterns of interacting with each other. But I've definitely seen myself 
changing the kind of way I interact with my friends a lot through my experience with EYP. For me, I realized that this is not the norm. Like for me, I thought that the way that we do things in EYP, the way that we interact, is that we think are supposed to work, uh, but apparently they're not. And I have like this this huge example and like this huge problem. When I joined the army, it was a completely different environment because I was used to EYP, which was like an environment where we're mostly informal and where there's definitely procedure and you know hierarchy, but it doesn't really matter. But in the army, those things matter a lot. <laughs> And I struggled so much in like getting, wrapping my head around the idea of that, like there's a strict hierarchy and this procedure and there's certain things that need to be done and everything needs to be super formal. And in my head, it's all sounded so wrong. And like up to this day, like, okay, like my, my time is almost over. I still haven't been able like to, to grasp the, the idea of like how the army works and that this is a different and well, perhaps not normal, but an alternative style of, of handling people. Yeah. And there's also like this idea of like chosen family, where I feel like you have less access to when you're like there in the army, which is, uh, let's say if I think about like my, my, my close friends and that, um, my girlfriend always says that all my friends are the same. Yes, they are very different in one way or another, but all of my friends tend to be very open-minded and have a particular world worldview. And that's because I select them as friends and I meet lots and lots of different people and then choose which ones I'm going to spend more time with and which ones less. And then through that, I guess the things I, the way I like to be in UIP, the things I like to do, I can also transpose that quite easily into my everyday because I'm kind of selecting the people I'm spending those days with. Whereas now you're going for an experience where on the one hand, you're not really ex- selecting what structure you're working in you're working in a very different structure but then also the people that you're working with and people that are constantly around you you're not selecting those either you're kind of put with them and then I guess that's where it becomes really difficult to transpose those behaviors and attitudes across yeah for me it's also the the, the idea that like in EYP we're all made to feel super special uh, and that we're all experts in some ways, but like different other environments, that's not really the case. You're, we're not as special as we think. We're not, we, we do not matter as much and people do not value our opinions as much. I think that the, the EYP has done, it's fair tall and like boosting my ego and making me think that I'm more important than I actually am. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I still think that wouldn't that still be the kind of environment that you would want to create around yourself with your friends? Like to have people that think that your opinions are valuable and things that you want to do have value. Like <laughs> you, you painted in this kind of picture that it's not the norm or the standard, but like if you get to choose the people that you interact with and the scenarios you interact with them, wouldn't that be something you'd like to strive forward? In all honesty, sometimes it's very tiring. <laughs> like sometimes I just want to switch my brain off and not have to do anything. I just don't want to think uh and it, it's very tough when you are always trying to be conscious of other people's needs and what they're trying to say and when you're trying to add something to discussion and your environment where your opinion matters and where you do matters it's very very tiring sometimes <laughs> and yeah i kind of liked not being in that environment anymore and like for me it, it was one, one of my main reasons why EYP caused me a lot of stress sometimes because I felt that everyone was observing me, that everything that they had an impact, even though the impact really wasn't as perceivable as I thought it was. And there were many, many moments during different sessions that I wished I could just switch my brain off. And 
not have to do anything. I guess it's really cool having like gone through that experience of two very, very different worlds. On the one hand, in EYP, where it is all about flexibility, um, individual empowerment, really focusing on listening to everyone's concerns. Everyone has a seat at the table, collaborative experience and all this versus the structures that you've been talking about, like in the army, right? <laughs> like those are two completely different worlds. And I guess it's amazing to kind of go through both of them. And like you're doing now, you're just reflecting and saying, where do I actually feel best? What do I like? Because when you go beyond this, you're going to then start to choose, okay, what place are you going to work in? When you work in a place, do you like that environment? Do you like that culture? Is this a place you actually fit in? And if it's not, um, how do you know it's not? Well, one way you know is that you've just experienced two very, very, very different worlds. And now you can start to on almost like use these as markers to start placing other places into and decide like where you want to stay. No, but like it, it's very useful though. In the sense, you know, that right now that I'm almost ready to depart from EYP and like join the real world and work and establish meaningful relationships and get my life finally in order. It really, really, really is important for me to be able like to figure out what are the things that I want to keep from those experiences and what I've had over the years. And the EYP is a huge chapter of my life. Uh, and I've learned so many things from, from that environment. There are some things I want to keep and some things I do not. Uh, so it's really, really meaningful, you know, to just reflect on this whole experience now that it's sort of coming to an end. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I, I do definitely agree that you have those moments where you just want to hang your brain up somewhere and not have to think. And there's definitely value in that as well. But I don't know. This is, to me, sounded like your approach was to not have the alternative of that with your friends, of have, having a place where you're valued. <laughs> Who needs to be valued in this world, right? <laughs> But like when we're talking about these, um, almost like these mini, mini mini ecosystems, and maybe a lot a lot of people out there can't really relate to that. But within EYP, I think we can because just like we're saying here that we have an EYP bubble. When you're in this EYP world, the world is different. The way you behave, the way things are accepted, and stuff like this. And this reminds me, um, I started to discover more and more like worlds like that. Like one of them that, um it's my my kind of aim to go back to every year which is burning man and i went to burning man like three years in a row then kind of covid hit so that's been on hold for a bit but hopefully this year i get to go back and like the the thing is in burning man it's it's one week in a year well the the main burning man in in nevada and for eight days money doesn't exist it's just radical inclusivity just radical everything you are just in pure existence and you are just so happy with everyone around you you're just constantly giving 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 you go to a bar and they just say what do you want you give your cup and they give it to you like there's no money that exchanges there's no trading of things and the way that people are to each other i'm cycling past somebody's cooking food they're like you stop eat with us so I stop and I sit down and I have a new family and I spend the whole night with them and probably then sleep there, wake up tomorrow and have breakfast with them and stuff. It's just, it's just a complete different way of being. And then when you kind of leave that world, you start to see this like massive difference between this <laughs> mini ecosystem that you just lived in. And then you go back to your normal life and it can be difficult sometimes to reorientate yourself. And each time I kind of like do that each year, it does remind me of this EYP side where 
we have created our own little universe. But there are many other universes out there in our everyday life that can be quite similar. And I found myself going towards them more and more. And the places I spend most of my time or people I spend most of my time with are places that are similar to this kind of vibe or culture. Yeah, big, this kind of a bubble that I, or experience of this bubble that I had was quite different. It was when I was spending most of my time alone. I had a long bike trip that I did over the summer and I just took my bicycle and rode around Europe for three full months, couch surfing with EYPers and sleeping in forests in a hammock. And most of my time I spent by myself doing nothing but pedaling with the only thing in my mind for that day is how many kilometers am I going to get through to end up in a place where I'm not too close to a city that it's safe to sleep in? Where do I find water and where do I find food? And that the entirety of the rest of the day is around that kind of physical push for it and existing with my own brain. And just like living the experience of having all the time that you could possibly want to yourself, but also have kind of a physical exercise connected to it that your brain just doesn't start panicking on itself because <laughs> you're just sitting in a quiet room and you have constantly changing environment around you. And then every time you do stop, you are valuable in a way because you're couch surfing and you're ingesting all different kinds of different cultures and you're being welcomed by so many different people in so many different places you have this amazing conversations about things that you wouldn't in your normal life because you are going through something in a way extreme and that raises conversations about the other the extreme things that other people have done and the kind of amount of information and presence you can put into this kind this bubble when you regulate how you interact with people and hmm, how do I put this in a way that I guess it burns down to having the kind of presence in your day of not having external things to distract you. Yes, the only things that you need to care about are three things. And then if there's something on the side of the road, then that, that that's its problem. You're now on your computer getting messages every two days. Like you don't even have a place to charge your phone. <laughs> that is also so different to the EYP world where within the EYP world, you don't really have time to reflect or to be in your thoughts or to just exist you are constantly doing things you're constantly 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 every waking hour this is is a very social experience and you're constantly doing things with other people it is a very different existence to our normal everyday life but it isn't just like you described there joel of when you're just then by yourself and kind of doing that kind of biking experience where you can just enter your thoughts and and just be present yeah i mean to me what this all sounds like. And here's the part where I can only that I've listened like to the previous podcast is that like one thing all of the guests have in common is that they, they keep talking about like the idea of EYP being a bubble and like it's its own world and everything. And to me, this sounds terrifyingly like institutionalization. It, it, it feels like this is a process that we all go through. And by the time we, we graduate, uh, we're all fully immersed in this world. 
which is kind of fascinating, but also extremely terrifying in the sense is that this becomes such a huge part of, of your life and the way that you work, the way that you communicate, the way that you talk with other people is that everything else just seems to sort of uh, be not necessarily parallel to that, but be a completely separate experience. And this is something that I haven't really had with other, let's say, environments in my life. For example, like when I was in school, it didn't really feel to be that that separate from the rest of the world. Or like within my family, my family does not feel to be something that's so far so distant from everything else that's happening in my life. Whereas when I'm at any WP session, it, it really feels as if everything else is just completely, completely far away and just doesn't matter as much until the session is over and I go back home and I need to readjust to everyday life. And it kind of feels, as you said, that it's true that people do not really have time to reflect during the session, but I also don't feel that people also have time to properly reflect after the session most of the time, because they just go back to their everyday life so abruptly that they're not really able to take the things that, that they want, that they want with them. Like it, it's weird because like for the past year, I've been reflecting on sessions I did like four or five years ago. And right now, like I'm debriefing them and trying like to take the key points about things that happened like four or five years ago. And it's kind of fascinating, but it's also kind of sad because I'm realizing that if I'm still having those thoughts, it probably means that I did not really have time to debrief myself right after the session happened. Yeah. I really appreciated that with the last, the Ankara forum that I did now, because I took like more than a week to get back home from that session. And I wasn't just thrown back in my everyday reality. I was still chilling with the session people for like almost a week after the session and just taking that time for myself. And, but I guess that's not something we always can afford, unfortunately, but is it, but is it, it is a very good point. And I, I, I do think that maybe that's something we could all do a bit more of like go through our experience in a more long-term scale, because there's also things that even if you do reflect on it right away after the session or a month after the session, it's going to still going to, the experience is going to change for you, how you view it four years later. Yeah, that's true. And I guess you, you kind of have two different approaches then. I think I'm, I'm definitely of one, but I don't think everyone is of that, which is you kind of have like the escapism versus the blending. So like the escapism being you you exit your normal life, you do a session and then you can become who you want in that session. You live what you want in that session. As soon as it's done, boom, you kind of cut that and then you go back to your life. And then now and then you jump in those sessions to be able to feel something different, to be able to do something different. And those two different worlds are very different of what you live. And I guess that's kind of a form of escaping one to temporarily go to the other and to live something there. Whereas like another idea, um, it's more that blending stuff. And like, that's what we say a lot in Burning Man with uh, Burners Without Borders. The idea is if Burning Man is only one week in the 52 week calendar, you're not going to be trying to live one week a year. The idea is you have a one week reset that allows you to reflect, that allows you to inform yourself, allows you to kind of relive something to then take back to your other 51 weeks that year. And it's almost like all these new lessons learned that you get to kind of go back into your life and try out all these things. And then you kind of go back to it 50, 51 weeks later. And then you live that week again, and then you come back into your life. And so you're kind of merging the two. And I guess with me in EYP, I very much lived to that blended side of I would do a session, 
but then when I would come back from from a session I'd always be trying to apply everything I kind of learn into my everyday life into my career into my friendships into my relationships different stuff like this but I know that isn't the case for everyone for some people maybe they need EYP as that escapism that's a much more beautiful way to put it than I managed at the start of the episode damn uh, yeah, but honestly, that thought makes me kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> well, in the sense, you know, the thing that I talked about earlier about institutionalization and like how it beats its own world. Sometimes the self that you see within EYP is not necessarily that you the one that you see outside of it. And it's very, very uncomfortable to try to merge the two and to find, you know, some common ground. You know where else you can find that? In prisons. Like, it's... it's, it's kind of the same situation how like when someone becomes an inmate they completely change their behavior they change their the way of living even the way of thinking and communicating so when they go back into society it's very difficult for them to reintegrate because of that exact reason and i feel like EYP is that exact same process of feeling like an inmate in the sense that like for example like in EYP privacy to me is not that big of a thing like not just in terms of physical space, but also in terms of sharing personal stuff and opinions or stories about my life. But in my everyday life, maybe with my friends, my coworkers, I don't feel that comfortable doing those same things. Like in my everyday life, privacy is something that I feel I want very much respected and I have zero tolerance for anyone who dares to cross that line. But in EYP, like people can just barge into my room in the middle of the night to drink, to talk, to do whatever. And I feel like it's totally normal. And to me, that is, well, kind of scary to think how within those days, like, that is something I feel comfortable with. But for the rest of the year, that's something I do not. I think that definitely that goes exactly back to what I was saying earlier about the kind of environment that you're in. Like, if it's the environment of EYP where you have this huge, very intense culture of being with each other or if it's the environment of your prison where you have a huge power struggle with other inmates all the time or well haven't been to prison wouldn't know how what it's like not gonna uh, claim to know their experience or if you have a kind of a family structure where you the environment is that you have certain authorities and it's the the communication isn't necessarily most health most healthy those things very much or or your work like those things very completely change how you react to things and i think that's a lot from where this is coming as well and while we're kind of what at least i'm coming from here is kind of you have authority over your own environment with the kind of people that you surround yourself with and the you know, ideals that you surround yourself with and how if if you are a person that's not completely terrified about the kind of person you you, you might be at an EYP session. That, that that's something you can try to bring into your own life of surrounding yourself with people that you would be okay with barging into your room at one a.m. to have a, have wine and talk. So to, to translate what Joel said into a to a question for you, Nikos, then um, imagine you have two job offers. Okay, um, one is with a a very large corporation. It's very nice. It's quite formal structures. You're going to go there. You know that the work culture is like traditional corporate culture where you go there. You may do some small talk with some colleagues, but 
very much your privacy is respected. You're there to deliver your output. You go home, you continue with your life. And then there's another company who give you a job offer and they're very much startup kind of tech vibes, ping pong tables, beer on tap, you know, that kind of stuff where everyone's everyone after work kind of go out and play basketball together and kind of do all these things. And it's very much of this EYP culture that lives there. If you now had the choice of those two companies that gave you a job offer, which one would you choose? Wonderfully put, Dr. Hunter. <laughs> yeah, honestly, neither. Like for me, the former sounds very boring and not something that I would see myself being committed to for in the long run. But the latter also seems extremely pretentious and tiring. Like, like for me, like this idea of like, oh, let's create like a workplace culture where everyone is like accepted and we're doing so many things and we're drinking beer after work and we're working in projects and everything and in groups and everything. Yes, I see where they're going, but I think most of the times it's just so poorly executed. It's just like a pyramid scheme to force people into working more for less. Like for me, that's what it feels like, you know, when you join like the startup environment, that's what they always end up with is that they, they tease you with like, oh, we're going to be working in groups and we're going to be having fun after work and we're going to be doing trainings and everything. But all of that is just code for, for them expecting you to work more for you to have less boundaries. Whereas for let's say, you know, in the, in the former, yes, you know, it might be more boring, but at least your boundaries are more respected and you're expected to get your job done and then leave. Um, so honestly, neither. <laughs> That it literally reminds me of a, a a Rick Sanchez quote from Rick and Morty, where it's it's it, it, it's like uh it's like slavery but with extra steps. <laughs> I know you, you seem to put all of this together so much with these boundaries. Like, do you so strongly feel that I'm kind of maybe reflecting this back on EYP? Like, do you feel like you are enabled to get these boundaries of take getting time for yourself and rest for yourself and being able to just hang turn your brain off for a moment and not work extra hours <laughs> as we tend to do in EYP. Looking back uh, if I didn't have the experience that I had in EYP I wouldn't have known that those boundaries exist in the first place so I think that EYP being an environment that really tested and maintains threats or well in some cases even stepped over my boundaries. It was definitely tiring and something I definitely regret. But at the same time, it's also something that taught me a lot about setting those boundaries in the first place. I think if without EYP, I wouldn't have not be able to identify when people are just not respecting me or when I, I need to do something for my own mental health. I, I would just think that this is the normal thing to do. And I would not just conceptualize it in the grand scheme of things. Like a very obvious example of that is um, how sociable I want to be. I have like this very, you know, nice example of me doing two sessions in the same city, I think like four years apart in Vlora, in Albania. The first time I was like a chair in 2017 uh, and I was all about like uh, being sociable and parking and having so much fun and doing all the things. Uh, and then I was again at that same city, like original sessions, head of jury, like three years later. And I wanted none of the same things. Like I had no energy, like, well, def I definitely wanted like to socialize and to have fun and dance and everything, but I was just a completely different person. And for me, it was like, that was like a moment where something 
in my brain snapped and told me, okay, that this is healthy. Uh, it's healthy that right now, three years later, being in the exact same environment with pretty much the same people, I know what, what's good for me and I know how I can get the best of the session. And yes, like I definitely got the best of the session because I had fun, I worked, but I also rested. I, I never really felt pressured to socialize more than, than, than I wanted. Looking back, this is a great example of me growing um, through my time, but it's also something that I've tried to incorporate in my life more and more. Like it is something that I also sort of realized while in the army, because you're literally all the time surrounded by hundreds of people and, you know, communal living and everything. It was so much so important for me to, to, to know that it is healthy to just isolate myself and just take some time for myself to, to relax and to decompress. And, and that was something that helped me, you know, survive and stay healthy throughout this, uh, this period. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause in our podcast, yeah. A lot of the times we keep talking about all these amazing lessons learned in UIP and how it's like given us skills and how we like innovate and all of this stuff. But it's true that because sessions are finite, because it's like, I'm, I'm going to arrive on a Thursday, I'm going to leave on a Sunday or a Monday or something like this, you would put up with stuff you wouldn't put up with in real life. Let's say if every day in real life, somebody bursts into your bedroom at one o'clock in the morning, you're like, I'm not going to put up with this because I would have to put up with this tomorrow and the day after and the week after and the week after this is my life. But if you do that within a four day session and you know, those people there, you may see a couple of them here or there in Europe now and then, but those aren't going to be the people who are going to be in your life properly afterwards. Then you can put up with stuff you wouldn't normally like or accept and try it out. And then afterwards realize, yeah, you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> and so EYP doesn't just show you the stuff you like, but like you described there, it can show you the stuff that you don't like. Yeah. As much as we can benefit from, at least I think, from bringing these wonderful parts of EYP that make us feel good into our lives, we can, we also need to bring the limitations of normal life into it. Like I'm not gonna be as intensely engaging with friends for a prolonged period of time. Like I can maybe go for a weekend trip somewhere and that can be intense in a way that I can then kind of control that of how, how much I can take, put my energy into it. But if I'm somewhere with people for a week and it's not an environment like EYP where I do want to put my everything into it, I'm going to be able to control that. And if I do bring these elements of EYP that are more intense, like being constantly aware of other people's mental needs and your own mental needs in this kind of an environment, I know how to notice when it gets too much for myself and take space for it, at least in theory. <laughs> yeah. A thing, it is also the fact that within EYP and within a session, you always feel observed. And you always feel like there's there's a name tag following you wherever you go, whereas out there you you feel more anonymous, and the consequences of your actions are are less perceivable. Let's say I'm in university; it doesn't really matter if I don't study for one day because I'm gonna be just one of like 200 students in that thing, and like I don't need to raise my hand, I don't need to participate. I can just like sit there, sleep. No one's gonna notice. No one's gonna do anything. But within a session, that's not something that I can do. Uh, 
and it's not just like those small things it's also the way that we communicate in the way that that we value people for me one of the things that frustrates me is that in EOP I always felt I need to be nice to people and uh, to, to be compassionate and understanding and, and supportive and help them their growth and yada 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 which is true but it's also extremely tiring and that same pressure does not exist in the world out there like in the world out there you can be mean to people you can fight you have can have an argument uh you can do all of those things and it's totally normal uh and you don't need to 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 feel pressure about it like it, it's this weird situation that like even when i was really frustrated about well, maybe not frustrated but when i needed to argue with somebody i always dreaded what was going to come after because I knew that if I had to argue with somebody, then we would need to debrief this whole situation, and <laughs> then we would need to have other people involved. And this just felt so tiring for me, for tiring me. And, and it's, it's so unnecessary, and it's not something that's common in everyday life. Like in everyday life, if you, let's say, argue with one of your friends, you can just call them the day after on the phone and apologize, and everything's going to be fine. You don't need to go through this super lengthy process to, to try to make things right. Not just for yourself, for the other person, but for everyone else around you and for the environment, just to show that you're a good chairperson, you're a good media team member, a good delegate or good whatever. And yeah, for, for me, well, this is very unhealthy. <laughs> like, it, it's very unhealthy to try to force people into being nice. It's almost as if it's pushing you to be a, a social perfectionist. <laughs> and I, 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 I can also relate that partly to um an experience i had just before like the yerevan i guess where before yerevan i was having chats with my boss like literally the week before about okay my plan to become uh yeah to enter leadership within our company and then i did two weeks at yerevan and came back and i was like yeah scrap that nope <laughs> i'm never gonna go into leadership i'm i'm okay i want to be an individual contributor all my life i am not going into leadership because uh, I feel like, yeah, in EYP, it is true that we do aim for that perfection when it comes to social relationships, when it comes to leading teams. And we do put so much thought, so much energy, so much drive in that. And if this is your norm when it comes to that, I thought to myself, well, if I go back to my company and I try to be a leader like the way I'm in EYP, I'm going to have no energy. Like I can do that for two weeks. Yeah, not much sleep and just like give my everything every single day and just really, really go for this. But if that's my life, <laughs> I'm, it's, it's going to kill me. So then at the end I decided and I've decided ever since that, nope, I'm never going to enter leadership within my workplace. Charles remembers this because, well, when we've been assessed together, we've, we've been arguing a lot, we've been fighting a lot. But like I, I never felt the pressure to, to make things right. And, and for me, you know, that was, the thing that I kind of loved about our working relationship is that it, it felt healthy in that we never like just tried to, to make things right because we felt that this was the right thing to do. We would argue, we would fight, we would disagree, we, we would do different things. But at the end of the day, we, we all sort of had the same goals. And this meant that we were able to sort of silently debrief without needing to talk to each other and just move on. And, and that's that's a thing that is important, not just in UAP, but also in professional life. Because in professional life, when you're encountering obstacles, there will be many circumstances in which you will need to disagree with other people, in which you will need to uh, deal with stressful situations. Most of the time in a workplace, you don't really have the luxury or the, the help of a facilitator to help you guide you through it. So it really, really takes both people being mature enough to realize that there is a problem that needs to be over to overcome, certain things that need to be made, and then that there are no hard feelings afterwards. Yeah, and I... That sort of, all sort of kind of answers your questions about the environment I would want to work with in.
So a straight cut, no BS place. Yes. <laughs> Joel is in a very pensive state. I sometimes do these audio descriptions of Joel's fa uh, face at the moment. And so Joel was looking up, almost <laughs> biting his lip in deep reflection. <laughs> uh, a great idea came to his mind and he was thinking, how do I put this into words? He opened his mouth and said, Ah, oh, yes, the sexy lip bite. Um, <laughs> I'm so cutting that away <laughs> from the podcast. Uh, uh, please don't. <laughs> no, it does, it does make me think because I I don't remember finding it exhausting to the point that you talk about it. Like this need to uh, debrief. I guess I've always had this kind of approach to it that if I do need to just draw the conclusion that my goals and values with the person that there's a conflict with are gonna be so far off that it's not gonna be a feasible thing to talk through then I can put that to the side and not so much fear the consequences of it but I'm not sure what else is there that you feel like it's so exhausting to have have that need and I don't necessarily What's your experience with that, Nathan? I guess it just very much depends on yourself as an individual and your outlook on social experiences and how you prefer to go through things because EYP is very much catered to a specific personality type, right? EYP is about loudest person will definitely be listened to the most. The person who really cares about their image is the person who's looked up to. Yes, there are changes happening in UIP, and that's really cool, but it's still very much a popularity contest and about where a very particular social type of person thrives there. And so I found myself in that kind of category, and I felt like that was very easy for me to go through. But then I kind of understand now looking around me, not everyone fits that archetype. And so other people's experiences in this may not be the same. Maybe it's also a cultural thing. But for me, you know, I, I don't know if it, if it is uh, a thing in your countries, but, but here in Greece, social interactions are a big thing because they are never about two people. They are always about like the, the well, like, let's say, well, maybe not extended family, but your extended social interactions. So it's like deeply embedded in Greek mentality that, whenever you interact with one person, the way you, that you interact will sort of have a dominant effect on other people that, that you're doing this to. When you are an EYP, you see that this sort of effect is multiplied of how inter an interaction with one person can just go a long way and have uh, an impact or consequence that you not, did not really imagine in the first place. I kind of like this mentality in a sense that I think it encourages people to be a bit more mindful uh, and uh, in the sense is that you're more conscious of how your actions are going to affect other people. And you're also conscious, not necessarily of your popularity, but also on how you will achieve the greater good through throughout the way that you are pursuing your means. But at the same time, you know, let's say within EYP specifically, I've, I've seen that same mentality sort of backfire catastrophically, where in trying to help one person or when in trying to be good, it just sort of spirals out of control. Uh, and you're just ending up going to nowhere. Because when you're trying to listen to everyone's needs and you're trying to have everyone heard, sometimes too many people get involved and it's not really going to go anywhere. Because you realize that uh, maybe it wasn't really a problem that 
or an interaction that mattered to them in the first place. Joel's look of confusion, partial. No, I'm just. I've I've reached the point where I've tried to control my facial expression no. so Nathan doesn't start to describe. No. <laughs> yeah. She's still very pensive. Very. Yeah, I don't know. Like the whole Nordic communication model is just <laughs> so very different from yeah. the Greek one. I don't even know how to approach that. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, as soon as you mentioned, and you were like, I don't know how it's like in in your countries about like with social interactions. I was like, hey, social interactions. You've already kind of gone too far for Finland there. <laughs> <laughs> like have you seen those memes of like Finns waiting at the bus stop in the snow where the, the... it's not a meme it's reality <laughs> it's reality where you literally have like a bus shelter that's protecting you from falling snow and stuff like that but you'll only have one or two people under there because you need a space of at least a few meters between each person so they can all have their own distance and not have to be too close to each other and you know like live their own experience yeah, but that sort of raises an interesting question about whether the EYP is really that, well, flexible to accommodate everyone from different cultures across Europe. I'm sort of realizing more and more, like in the beginning, I thought that it was, but more and more I'm realizing that it's not. I've been to enough sessions, enough countries and worked with enough people to realize that there's more variety than I thought and that not everyone is able to acclimate that well into the EYP environment or the EYP spirit, even, even in myself. Like when I was in Norway or when I was in Estonia, like the vibes were completely different from when I was in Turkey or from when I was in, in France. And it sort of tried like to, to make me, put me into this, this headspace of trying to figure out which one is better and which one is, is doing it right. Because I always thought that it was like the NC that did things wrong or it was the people or the session that's wrong. But th then the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it's none of those things. It's more really not that the culture of the people or of the environment that is happening. It's just so different. Um, so none of them are just superior. It's just that the environment is not as accommodating with our two different social interaction styles and to people who interact or communicate or establish connections in different ways. And, and that's why like Joel and I, we moved to EYP Ukraine. We, we felt like after doing many sessions over there, both of us kind of felt that our values, our way of experiencing EYP very much matched the culture that that NC had built. And of course that culture stems from the people of the country. So Ukrainians kind of then, then building that. And that's something that we felt kind of closer to and both left our NCs that went there. And there are other internationals as well. Uh, actually, I, I think I've only ever heard of people leaving their NCs for EYP Ukraine. I haven't heard of people <laughs> leaving their NCs for any other EYP NC out there. Yeah. The, I'd say that there's, there's not, no such thing as like one EYP spirit as, or like one style of doing EYP sessions, as you said, Nikos. And it's not so much in like what's good or bad for you as an individual participant in those sessions. Like, of course, there's, you're going to fit differently into different atmospheres, but that's also going to be a part, really valuable part of the experience of doing EYP. And work. It's, the EYP is about the kind of working with these different cultures and trying to find what is you and what fits you. And then as you go through UIP, you can also start to put yourself into that when you go into the leadership and when you st when you start to be more at home in the environment, you can prioritize what's important to you. 
like I've been prioritizing one-to-one connections for as long as I, I remember at this point in the way. I, I kind of feel like that's where that it's at. See, those are two different approaches. So there's like two ways that you can go about it. The first one is like to go towards the, the things or the environment that you feel most comfortable with uh, and in the culture that you can identify with. But then, you know, there's also the approach that you can try to, to find meaning or to try to find something that you like in environments that are familiar with to you. And in EYPA, this is something I got to experience very intensely in many different scenarios, both in working with people with extremely different styles, traveling to very, very different countries and also being in very different positions. And I, I, I'm leaning more towards the other end of the spectrum, which is more interested in wanting to feel uncomfortable and like being in familiar environments and being in an environment where that I identify with. This is not ju- just for EOP sessions, but it's also in my life as well. Like very, very recently, like I was doing like a, a job interview and they were asking me like about what I would be looking for uh, if I were to adopt a child, which is a very, very weird question to ask in a job interview. What the hell? That's not appropriate whatsoever. No, but they're saying, you know, that if you want to adopt a child, what would you want your child to be like? What? Because, you know, they're assuming that... (laughs) I don't don't know what the the, the idea behind it was, but but the question was nonetheless interesting. (laughs) Um, It it was a fun question. Um, And and I remember that first, at first I was very, you know, sort of weighed out by the question, but but then I realized, you know, if if it's a child that you need to, to... to raise, uh, you cannot expect it to be the same as you are, and that you need to learn to love and help a person that's very different and very unfamiliar to you. I was like, I would like my child to be like a professional athlete, to to be in IT, to do STEM, to do all, like, all the things that I, I did not do, and are completely unfamiliar with me, because I felt that this was the thing that would be most interesting to me or the things that are most meaningful to me because I would be in such an unfamiliar environment and needing to tackle such unfamiliar concepts. You know, after that job interview, like that thought sort of stuck with me about how, you know, much like a child, you do not always get to choose how things they get you done. Uh, and, and sort of familiarizing yourself with the idea that you need to be comfortable with unfamiliar is something that I've been trying to develop over the past year. And I think it, it, it's gone well well so far, but it's also something I see myself lacking a lot right now. Not only talk about myself, I think it's also something that the EYP as a whole and as a community likes in general as well. The the idea of needing to understand other people and needing to understand different styles, sowing interest in them and seeing them as equally acceptable. Damn, it also sounds like you pretty much aced that job interview. <laughs> This sounds a lot, a lot like work therapy. <laughs> welcome to welcome to professional coaching with Nathan and Joel. This used to be t- tells from sessions. Now it's talk from. I'm trying to find a TFS that would align with what we're doing now. It's not coming. <laughs> it's okay, Doctor Hunter. We'll, <laughs> we'll find something eventually. <laughs>